Hello, everyone. This is Jumi. Welcome to the first episode of Jumping with Jumi, which is a new series on the BlackDoctor.org Facebook platform. I'm so happy to have you all here. Today, we are talking about love and relationships, something that everybody is always talking about on a regular basis, but especially, you know, today and this weekend because Valentine's Day is around the corner. Um, and so let's do it. Let's have an open and honest conversation about love, relationships, the current state of dating, COVID dating, online dating, you know, relationships, situationships, just anything and everything that we're talking about every day with our friends and with our family. Um, I don't know about you all, but sometimes when we have these conversations or you tune into these panels and these, you're watching these guests, everybody's kind of on the same page, right? So I was just like, I don't want that to be the case. Like, I don't want to talk to everybody that's married or everybody that's single or everybody that's a hot mess. You know, I don't want it to be all of that. I want it to be, you know, a group of people that are different, have different perspectives. And that's what I'm bringing you all today. So we're going to hear from somebody who is a professional who is helps people deal with their emotional baggage from ro romantic relationships that they might have. She, you know, got married later in life, but she's still a advocate for singles. And that's demonstrated by the fact that she's always writing these articles that are helping people live their best life as a single person, which I'm sure we can all appreciate. Um, and then we're gonna have a male perspective from a young man who is a professional who is ready to find that love of his life before it's quote unquote, too late. And we all know what that means. Like we all feel like we should have been married with children at 22, not a thing. But then you're also gonna hear from me who um, gladly pleads the fifth anytime somebody asks her me about my relationship status. And so there you have it. You're gonna have three fun perspectives about this topic and I think we should just jump right in. So join me in welcoming our guests this evening, Jocelyn Williams and Dr. Toast. Hi, Jumi. Hello, friends. Hello, hello, how are y'all? How's it going? We're good. Are you excited for today's conversation? Yeah, this is gonna be good. I can't wait. Well, let me let you all introduce yourselves real quick, just a little bit based off of what I just said. Go ahead, Jocelyn, tell the viewers who you are and a little bit about what you do. Yes, okay. Hey everyone, my name is Jocelyn Williams and I am a certification trainer for the Grief Recovery Institute. Um, and that's part of what I do. Gumi mentioned a part of it, which is the romantic relationships part. I really help uh, grievers or anybody dealing with any sort of loss. So, you know, most of the time we think of death or divorce, but it could be any loss. And don't you know, um, there's so many single people who feel like their life is a loss in a way. Like that there's things that they want that they don't have. Uh, and so um, I work with people really just trying to figure out how to live their best life um, you know, and hopefully get rid of whatever baggage they do have so they can be ready for a good relationship. Yes, yes, we all need that. Get rid of that baggage so we can get on to our better lives. <laughs> so tell us, let's talk about you. What, what's happening with you? Who are, who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Dr. Toast. My actual name is Tosin, but I go by Dr. Toast. It makes it more relatable. I am a public health researcher and a clinical trial consultant. Um, what I really do is um, basically help scientists and doctors develop these research protocols and just get um, all investigational products started so we can have more treatment options for our sick and needed population. Um, 
that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm, yes. Single and mingling, is that what you are? Right now, yes. <laughs> I'm definitely single, single and mingling, yes. All right. Well, let's just get to the conversation because we all know that we're, you know, the current state of dating is probably just all over the place right now. So I want to start with why is dating so difficult right now? Why is it pretty much hard to find, so hard to find somebody that you're aligned with that just really sees you or wants to be with you? Like what is going on in y'all's eyes? Jocelyn, you want to take that? Okay. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, it's, I think with each generation, you see a different version of difficult, but I don't think it's necessarily any more difficult than, um, than it has been really in the past. And like what my, what our parents used to go through, I just feel like they had a different pressure. So I feel mm. like their pressure was to get married early. And so they did that and, you know, made the best choice in that moment, as opposed to now, I think there's a little bit of breathing space where people take a little bit more time to um, figure out what it is that they want. Now within that, it's just hard, I think, to find someone um, who is fine with being open and honest with you and vulnerable. Um, I, I think that's really the hardest part that people really, really struggle with is is getting to that with, with someone. And um, you know, I don't know if online dating has made that harder. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, you know, maybe it has. I think there there are benefits to it too because plenty of people find their their boo there. But at the same time, there's something about people being there genuine, authentic self um, that is, I think, still just difficult. Definitely. What about you, Tos? Have you experienced that difficulty? Like, what is what is the issue going on with you? Um, I think the issue with me is that um, we live in a day and time that the next best thing is literally at the click of a button. Hello. <laughs> so, um, we live in a time where people don't fight like what our parents, our parents would fight for their relationships, but people can have something. I feel um, our generation, we can have something great in front of, in front of us and um, one little disagreement um, will cause us already looking at the next thing, mm. quote unquote, mm. the next thing. We think that's the next mm -hmm. thing, but it's nothing better than what we already have. So mm -hmm. we don't put in that same effort our parents um, put in to have those hard conversations in rough times and to have those tough conversations that will bring more clarity to a relationship. People just figure like, oh, I don't got to deal with this. I could get something else. Mm -hmm. and that something else will be better than their current situation. Mm -hmm. so it's, it's, back in the day, you really had to go out and meet somebody and, you know, date. Now we just slide in DMs and we have a date for <laughs> so well, that brings up a good point with social media. Like, do you think it has helped dating or has it completely ruined dating has made it an impossible situation? I think it's ruined it. <laughs> I do. Have you done some have you done some online dating? No. Why not? Would you wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Even in the midst of COVID, you haven't done any online dating. Nah, I can't. I mean, I've met people like on Instagram and stuff, and then I've actually like met up with them, but I, I haven't 
been on like a dating site. What's mm-hmm. the difference? You don't think so? It's literally the same thing. No, I think it's no. more a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Old school. I like to. I like to chase. I like. I like to. You know, get a female's number and get to know her that way. Um, I'm not really. I mean, of course, yeah. You see people on Instagram, and then you probably run into them outside or things of that nature. Um, but yeah, I'm not really uh like a what is Tinder. I'm not. I'm. I'm not that type of. I don't know. I'm maybe I'm just I'm still behind with the times and the hours to catch up. He's got an old soul. All <laughs> ten of him has an old soul. <laughs> so online dating is no. Jocelyn, do you with people you work with, like I'm sure they come to you and they're like, should I do this? Should I like what is your method of helping singles try to really get to that next place of meeting that person? Do you suggest online dating? Not really. And you know, the the main the main things I talk to them about are really what held them back so far, like whatever relationships they've been in, in the past that have jacked them up. Uh, and so we, we that's a good question. We never really get to okay, now what do I do? We just I just lead them to the point of them feeling like, oh, I've learned so much about myself and now I feel and ready to go out there in the streets, however they go out there. I, I don't know how they, I don't know how they do, but I'm not with them for that part. But that's such a good question because I, I, you know, wonder do, I wonder what they do do after. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to like follow up with somebody or just to have some ideas for them. Okay, try this, but be wary of this, or mm-hmm. don't try this because you know these are things that we've heard. Um, but I guess with social media, like they're saying, it's a lot harder for people to be true people and a lot harder to focus on one person because there's so many distractions out there. And you think that one person looks like is what they're gonna look like, but you're gonna be catfish. And we know that. <laughs> we know that happens a lot. So I guess it's another question I have for you all is why do you think people who want to be in that relationship, aside from there being so many distractions, why do you think people who want to be in a relationship are single? Tosin, why don't you start on this one? Um, <laughs> oh, I don't, that's, that's a good, that's a good question. I'm not, I got to marinate on that a little bit. Uh-oh, okay. I, well, I can, uh, let me, let me, I hear a little feedback. I just want to see if I, I don't know if it's me. I'm just going to put on some headphones so we can just marinate for a second and see what happens. <laughs> okay. So Jocelyn, you back. Um, I might be getting some feedback too, but. So you're not, you're not really sure. Huh? huh? You're not really sure about why single people who want to be in relationships are single. Or why you're single. Well, I mean, because I, I feel like it's a, it's a combination of a bunch of stuff. It's like, if, if I wanted to be in a relationship tomorrow, I can. But like, especially, I think in when you hit 30, it's like, I just don't want to date to date. That's corny, you know? Before, you know, when, when you're young and stuff, it's like, you, you want to date as many people to show like, not even to show it, just, I mean, it was, it was, it was kind of like a boost of confidence that you can get so many, but now it's like, I really don't have time to waste. And um, I come from a family where I didn't have any sisters and now a bunch of girls are popping up 
in my family. So whoever I date or whoever I marry is gonna be some sort of a role model because I'm very close to all my nieces. They're gonna be some sort of a role model to my family. So if I don't see you as that, then yeah, it's not, it's, it's not there for me. So your filter is very, very small. Yes. That makes sense. And it's not as, because it, sometimes it's like the longer some people are single, the more desperate they become to get into relationships. So they're willing to accept anything and everything. But for you, you're like, no. I'm not one of those, no. You're not one of those. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. no, that's so important because we just don't know what people's intentions are. So where do you see yourself probably finding somebody that you would want to do? Because I've heard some from a female perspective, women will say they have to join like a sports league or join some kind of gaming or learn how to play video games or something or to meet a man. And I'll tell you, the closest I've come to meeting a man playing flag football is at the ER when I meet up my uncle. That's it. I don't find a man playing sports or anything like that. So like, where is that narrative coming from? How harmful is it? Do you think that you have to get into certain spaces in order to meet people? you know, because of what they do. No, I really think, I, I really believe the same. Once you stop looking, that's when you meet your person. Mm. I think if you're so strategic to the point where you're trying to just go to games to find a guy or that kind of rubs, that kind of feeds into your energy, you know, and, and it gives off something. Mm-hmm. It gives that's, off something. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure, but... Um, yeah, I think I, I really do believe once you stop looking, that's when you meet your person. And and that's and everybody that I talk to that's either like engaged or you know married already, they was like, I, I wasn't even looking. I just mm. run into her or things of that nature. So I just think like everyone needs to be just com- get be get comfortable with just being you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. You have more to give when you finally meet that person. I think we chase chasing and we do more self-harm is that we could have met our great person, but we are so battered and beat up that it's like, now we chase that person away. So it's like, you're like, come yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the expert in this field, but this is just how I feel. Yeah. I, I actually, I, I hate to agree with you, but I do agree like 100%. Like when I was single, I hated when people said that because I was like, well, I want to be in a relationship. So what do you mean? I'm not going to look like, you have a desire for something. So for me, the question was, okay, so how do I be a single person knowing I want to be in a relationship, but I'm not going to look or, you know, I, I, I never really figured that out until it happened until, you know, I was um, casually dating somebody. And then my husband came back into my life and it was, so it wasn't like I wasn't quote unquote looking for him. It, it just evolved as it did. So I, I think the, the looking part of it, I think it's, I like what you said. It's just like, just, you know, work on being a whole person, like really spend time. Because let me tell you something, when you get married, all the parts of you that are not whole are going to come out and you're going to have to deal with them anyway. So you might as well spend the time now to be as whole and complete as you possibly can be. And really let that be like the joy of your life, knowing that the more healthy you are now, the, the more healthy you're going to be in your relationship when you get into one. So how do you help, how do people who are single really spend time becoming a whole person? Like what do they, what do they need to be working on right now? What do they need to do so that when they get into a relationship, they're not bringing all that kind of baggage to the relationship? 
-hmm. One of the things I think is um, just check check your own heart and your own life, like your your thought life, the things that you maybe find. Um, like you think about it and your blood starts boiling yeah. or you find yourself really bitter about certain relationships. I'd say the things in your life that you know um, need some attention, pay attention to them. So, you know, for some people that's gonna be going to therapy. For some people it's having that difficult conversation with somebody that you've been avoiding for the past eight years. Um, it, it's it's really, I think, exploring your, your journey of love um, before you get to that person. So the people in your, your community, the people in your family, your friends, um, just learning to be your best person in those in those situations um, will help you. And then obviously, you know, I'm biased. I would say you take, take my, my class because that's exactly what we do is we look through your past relationships and really see what you can learn about yourself um, to help you in the future. Oh, looking at your past relationships, Jocelyn, how yes. how do you get people to do that? Because that that's deep. Like Tosa, <laughs> have you ever done, like have you actually ever actively sat and thought about your past relationships and been like, I'm fine. That's the other person. That's not my problem. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> I think that's a tough one because I was gonna say if I'm looking to mentally beat myself up, maybe I'll do that because <laughs> that's a lot. That's just that's a recipe for. <laughs> keeping me up at night and stressing me out. So I really don't look at my past relationships too much. Well, but you know, I, do, I do think it's important because that affects your character. Well, not so much your character, but it affects your ability to love in a new situation. So um, in any in any new relationship, you, you got to look to be an asset. And, I, and I'm not even talking about anything like financial or, but just to be like an emotional support system for someone for where they lack. And you can only do that if you're emotionally stable yourself. Two emotionally messed up people together is just, <laughs> it's just, it's just not it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a recipe for, and, and that, that was kind of like my last relationship. We were both coming out of relationships and um, it just, the tolerance and patience and everything else that's needed to deal with those hard conversations wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just to encourage you in terms of doing that work to see how you show up is, you know, that expression, when you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the finding out some things that really helps you make changes that, that are really for you, your benefit and your, your future. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> How long does it take when you're working with your clients? Like how long is a progression from when you first, they first come in, they're like, I'm a mess. I'm mm -hmm. a hot mess. I need that. So I need your support to when they're finally like, you know what? I feel better about myself. And I, I know that I can get into a better relationship. What is that timeline? Like for everybody out there, like how long is it going to be before they're just like, whew, I can date again. It's, it's different for every person, you know, depending on their situation and who they are. Um, the course of the class right now is about seven weeks. So I'll just, this is my favorite story. So um, this one particular person, she came in the first day. She was like, I'm jacked up. Um, I am haunted by my ex. I can't stop thinking about it. I wake up in the morning and I'm thinking about him. I know he's not good for me, but I'm just so used to him. I feel like I want to go back to him. Like that was her whole story. And she's like, so I need some help. 
And if for her, and but I think this is a quick turnaround for her. For uh, by week four, she was like, you know what? I don't even think about him anymore. I'm I'm cool. So there was some wow. there's some revelation that she made about herself though in those four weeks that allowed her to release that that guy and and not be constantly letting him run in her heart and her mind when she didn't want him there in the first place. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so- so that for her, it was four weeks, um, but I don't want to give like one time frame because it really will be different for every person depending on, you know, their situation and their story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What they're, how, how intentional they are about changing their situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once you, as an individual, you've worked on yourself, you're good with, you know, who you are as a person and you're ready to really start dating. How do you then get into this relationship and start to trust that person that you're with? Like, how do you build trust? What does that look like in a relationship? Like, what should people look for? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I feel like I'm gonna sound like a broken record, but so be it. <laughs> I feel like the the trust is something that you also have developed prior to getting into a relationship. So I'll explain. I'll explain what I mean. Um, I, for most of my single life, as far as I know, I was cheat only cheated on once. Um, and that one time was very close to the end of my, my single life. And that caused me to have a ton of trust issues with the few guys I dated afterwards. Stuff that I'd never really experienced before and done before, but I was so hurt by that one person that my mm-hmm. thoughts were like, well, what if this guy's lying to me? Now, it doesn't matter that I had like, you know, whatever, 10, 15 other guys that I've dated throughout my life who haven't done that is the one that hurt one me time. that that keeps me, I'm, keep, I'm focused on that one. So um, that's on me. You know, it's not, it's not my future mate's responsibility to, to um, necessarily make me feel better. I, I think if, you know, if they've shown to you that they're trustworthy, hopefully, and this is, you know, this is the reality of relationships. We we all have our own issues. So hopefully it's somebody who can bear that with you um, when you have a moment um, and just continue to be their faithful self as you continue to really overcome the lack of trust that you got, which was really from your past relationships. So it's really realizing Where's your lack of trust coming from? Is the person you're with, are they doing some shady stuff or is it you who's just scared? Mm-hmm. So being really being really clear about where that lack of trust is coming from. Oh, that's real. I that's agree real. With you. And, and yeah. I, I personally believe a lack of trust early on comes from insecurities. And you mm-hmm. can't enter a new relationship with that type of baggage. So I think with new situations off, off the bat, you have to um, extend a level of trust, right? And this doesn't mean be naive or be stupid, but you have to extend. A lot of people say trust is earned, but I feel like that's that's the highest level of trust is earned. Um, mm-hmm. You still got to be able to trust at a, at a very minor level, um, and then have that trust grow until until into full blown trust. So um, yeah, because to, for you not to trust me early on is like you don't even know me. Yet. So you don't like, know, yeah. So really, so what's the issue here? Mm-hmm. 
Like, um, it's not me. That's all you. Like, yeah, that's you had issues before you met me. That's an insecurity. That's I, my, my favorite saying. I always tell people, I'm like, that's a personal problem. I, I really don't know what to tell you in regards to that. Like, you got to handle that on your end. Mm -hmm. I, can't, I can't fix that for you. But, um, yeah, I feel like if, once you extend that um, trust early on, um, a healthy situation will either allow that trust to grow or to diminish. And that's mm -hmm. up to your partner to figure out which level they, which way they want that direction of trust to go. Mm -hmm. So question. So imagine, Tosin, this is for you. <laughs> imagine you have your person and they check all the boxes and everything, right? And they come along with some trust issues. How are you, are you going to put up with them? Are you going to help them through that? Or are you just going to be like, this is too big of a deal breaker for me and no um it depends on how well they communicated their story to me mm -hmm. like if you let me know off front like this is an area that i'm aware of and i'm working on then okay. i guess i can be more patient and understanding you know and and as a partner build you up help build you up because i can't do the work for you but right. build you up as best as I can or support you in your growth in that area. But now if we're talking about if there's no growth after you know doing the best I can, that just means that I'm not the person for you. Some people are more tolerable than others. So it just depends on, depends on the person. On the communication prior yeah. to, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. And are they working? Okay, that makes sense. So then I guess that brings me to my next question is, what does a healthy, if you all were to paint a picture of what a healthy relationship looks like, because I'm sure there's a lot of us, a lot of people watching who they haven't seen what a healthy relationship looks like. They've grown up in houses where there's a lot of arguments, there's a lot of emotional trauma, there's a lot of drama. And so people don't know what to look out for. How, what does that look like? What does a healthy relationship look like? What does it mean? That's a good question. I know, that's why I asked it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it to um, something that's out currently. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Malcolm and Marie. It's on, it's on Netflix. It's with um, Zendaya and John David Washington. The whole movie is just the two of them, their, their relationship. And some reviewers are calling their relationship toxic. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, it's so me and my husband have been having this conversation about that film um, because he loved it. It was, it's a little traumatizing to have to see because they spend most of the movie fighting with each other. So, but, but I think the question is how, how do you fight? Um, and, mm. and what do you do in the fight? So there's some times where, I mean, they say some rough stuff to each other, but what, what my husband loved about it is like, but they've also reached a point in their relationship where they are free to be honest with each other. And when you feel like you have to withhold the truth from, from your partner, mm. um, it's, it, it's never a good situation. That's the stuff that builds up over time. And then all of a sudden one day somebody's piecing out and you're like, what's going on? It's because they, you, they had, hadn't conditioned themselves that, Hey, we're above all, going to be honest with each other and sometimes it's going to hurt and sometimes mm. I'm going to say some things that you're not going to like um and I am never out to destroy you or hurt you but there's but in being honest with one another 
um, sometimes we, we're gonna have to say some things and, and to, to make that for both people, for them to know that it's okay for us to, to talk to one another um, in all honesty and, and be that open. Um, I, I think that's really, to me, what a conversation every couple needs to have, their level of comfortability with being that open with each other. Mm, that's relationship goals right there. Freedom to be honest with each other. Like, yes, that is like mm -hmm. the ultimate. Because if there's not honesty, if there's not that trust there, why, why is there a relationship? You can't communicate how you're feeling, why? Be yeah, but it's hard some especially I don't I think it, it's hard sometimes for women because we're a lot of times conditioned to be nice and so we don't want to say anything to hurt anybody's feelings. I think guys do that too on a different level. Mm -hmm. But you we feel like we we only say the nice things. So being really comfortable with saying the stuff that is uncomfortable is, is really important. Yeah, some people take um, total honesty as disrespect. And I think that's, that's um, I don't know if there's an easy answer to ever bridge that gap between honesty and disrespect because it, it really takes you learning and understanding your person. But then if it comes off as disrespect and the intent is not disrespect, um, it's like, how do you ever justify that? Um, right. So I think that's, a, I think everybody struggles with that no matter what level, whether you're single in a relationship, engaged, married, I think that's always a fine balance between honesty and disrespect. And then you got to throw judgment in there. It's like, are you just judging me? Um, mm. But then the word judgment, I think also breeds a little bit of insecurity because that means that that hits a soft spot within that person. That's why I feel like it really takes learning your person um, to determine which is which. Mm -hmm. So you've mentioned that term, like learning your person, getting to know them. What does that look like for you? Like, are you talking in terms of time, questions? What are you doing or what have you done in the past with your relationships to get to know the person that you're dating or the person that you want to see a future with? Um, no pressure, no pressure at all. Not at all. No, because I, I was just gonna say something. P part of why I don't rush to date is because I'm not trying to fig. I'm not trying to know everybody's favorite color, but it takes <laughs> those conversations to get to know your person, right? You gotta know. It's, it's a building. You gotta lay the foundation. Building yes. it up, but that's annoying because I, 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 I know a lot of favorite colors by now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to nobody's color no more. But um, yeah, it takes it takes those building conversations, those rough conversations and learning your person. You got to build that trust with them for them to be open enough to tell you about their past. Because um, a lot of these things, people block out. People block out and they don't, they personally don't want to deal with it. They don't want to relive it. But in order to truly know your person, you have to have that kind of conversation. What has hurt you in the past? So I know not to do that to you, you know? Um, where are you still sensitive? Like what, all those kind of things, like you got to learn about your person and being- Are those questions you want them to ask you? Not really. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've, 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 done, I've done the work I needed to do for myself, but- 
um, as a support system, um, I would want to be that for my person, you know. So, but if we want them to get to know you, what do what questions do they need to ask you, Toast? They can ask me whatever they want to ask. I'm not um, <laughs> not to say I wouldn't answer that question if they asked me, but I'm just not looking. Just just like I said before, like those kind of things you just block out. You're not really trying to always have that conversation, but that conversation is important, right? If yeah, I'm comfortable exactly. enough around you and you ask me. Um, I'm definitely going to tell you, but I'm not going to be the conversation starter. And like, you know what traumatized me when I was nine? You know, <laughs> nobody, at least I don't do that. Some people might, but that's it. I was always told not to, when I was single, I was told by my friends not to do that. But I would have, I would have been that person. Like I would be more than happy with my little checklist of questions and let's go down these and, and have our little interview right now because we could just speed this up right now. I'm telling you, I used to work with somebody that told me, she was like, listen, I'm 30 something years old. I don't got time for this. So she said on her first date, she would literally go through a list of questions that she would ask somebody. And if they didn't answer correctly, she would get up and leave the date. And I was like, is this normal? Like, what? And I was like, are you dating somebody? She's like, I'm very single. And I was like, oh, that might be a reason why. Mm -hmm. I had that happen to me one time. This guy was in love with yoga, like loved it. And at the time I didn't, I had never done it before. And once we, he got to that question, he was like, okay, well, it's been really nice. I wish you the best. And left. No. <laughs> I was like, all right. All right, homie. Um, good luck to you is what I would like to say. Because uh, that's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, no. Okay, so no questions. <laughs> no no Q and A's when dating. That I mean, is that's good, to know, good to know what you want, but you can't yeah. just meet a person and bombard them with you. Yeah. Did you ask me one question about me in that whole time? Like show mm -hmm. the checklist. Did she ask the other person one question about them? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, probably not because she was going right. through her extensive list. So it's like she's gonna be very single for a very long time. <laughs> but you know, to each their own. <laughs> just keep it moving. Just don't stop. Just, don't just stop by me, right? <laughs> All right. So when you're dating, I mean, we get into these places where it's like you, you feel like you love somebody, but it's probably just the other L love, which is lust. How can we tell the difference? between love and lust? Mm, I think the basic the basic way is what are your intentions? Like if, if, you, if you can't think past like, ooh, I can't wait to kiss him and whatever. Like if it really doesn't go any deeper than that, you you know, you know it's, it's, it's lust. But like if, if you're thinking about building a life with someone, that's that's where you know like you, i mean it could be both you, but you can know like mm -hmm. i love this person because i truly i think i'm good for them and they're good for me and i want to build a life with this person um but emotional it, connection mm -hmm. yeah um just beyond oh we look cute together and let's put some pictures on the gram and selfie <laughs> and, and all that business mhm mm 
Yeah, it, 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 it's really no one formula to determine the two because you can meet someone, sleep with them on the first date and be in love, in true love for forever, right? But Wait, wait, media, hold on, time out, hold on, hold on. Wait, what you say? <laughs> you yeah, said, let me, run, let me run that back. Let me run that back for two seconds. You just said that you can meet somebody, sleep with them on the first date and be in love with them forever. You can. Can you believe it? Not being loved that moment you sleep with them, but it could <laughs> blossom to be love. But yeah, that's happened before. It's happened. It's happened. It definitely happened. And 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 that's what it, it's situation like that that make girls think like you know you become too strategic in your mind. Like okay, I'm not gonna sleep with him till month five. It's mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you got it marked on your calendar and circled when you like. Well, we got that. And that becomes, it, it just, it takes away from letting things flow naturally. If it flowed that way that night, then it's cool. You know, as long as it, it I think like when it's organic, you would know. Anybody would know when it's organic. Okay. It's not premeditated if it's not planned. Um, but back to your question as to how do you know if it's not love or lust, I feel like social media has made that distinction very difficult because mm -hmm. now you see everybody and they and they body parts before you even go out on a date with them. So it's like, and then for a guy, you know, guys normally, you know, a female that they feel like will never speak to them on the street, for them to get a response and a DM from her now, you know, he can automatically feel like, oh yeah, nah, this is shorty, nah, this. Meanwhile, you don't know nothing about her. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it it, it makes that it makes that distinction difficult. And I feel like a lot of people that they lust after somebody or crush after somebody for so long and they finally get to date this person and they feel like it's love. Mm -hmm. And all the while it's just somebody that you wanted for so long, you lusted after so long and they're finally giving you attention. Meanwhile, you're neglecting every red flag, every flaw that can possibly exist because you are now, this person is giving you that attention. So in your mind, it's love because you always wanted this person, right? That person. But it's it's not. It's really yeah. not love. So I think it's it's hard to determine that. Meanwhile, back in our parents' day, they had to get to know a person before they really, you know, you either went to school with this person, you know what their personality is, mm -hmm. like, you, know, you grew up around this person. That's how most of our parents' relationships were, right? Um, mm -hmm. Now it's just it's 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 different. It's it's harder for our generation. Yeah. And I think what are some red? Oh, go ahead, Jocelyn. I was just gonna say I think also with that with the lust part of it, I think a lot of the lust stems from whatever somebody has going on in their mind. Like you have this image, like you're saying, like we people see people's bodies parts. You have this image of what you want, and so you're really following that image in your mind and not really the person that you, that's, that you're in, you know, who's in front of you. And so, you know, once you go on a date with somebody, you think you've really achieved something you realize, oh no, that this is the whole person that has like <laughs> thoughts and feelings and emotions and life and, and all of that, all of that comes with them, not just whatever, you know, pretty picture you had in your head of, of being with that person. And so a lot of, a lot of people, I think really, and I, th I, th I think, I don't know if Tosa agrees with me, I think men struggle with that a little bit more than women. And I, I'm just saying that from my personal experience where I've dated some guys where starting out, they were like, 
oh, I, I, I'm so happy to be with you. I've, I've had a crush on you forever. But then the second we're together, things start falling apart. And it was because it was really just about whatever, like, I don't know if it's a conquest or just wanting, you know, the idea of being with me as opposed to being with the actual person that I am. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I was younger, I had this thing where I had, it was called Red Flag Nation. And I had a <laughs> had a list of red flags that I was just like, if a guy demonstrated this, they were literally just put into that category. I can't deal with it. Um, so Tosi, you brought up the point with you know social media and people seeing people's party parts and everything before they even get to know them and not even paying attention to these red flags. What are some red flags that you look out for that you would suggest other people in your situation, whether it's a professional, like whatever they're doing, what are some red flags that you look out for? Um, selfishness. That's one thing I can I can't that I can't budge on that. If you are a I understand everyone and I and and that's the thing that makes dating in this time difficult too, right? Because social media um, gives all this guidance on knowing what you want for yourself and don't settle for less. And it gives everybody a list of my partner gotta do do this, boom, 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 gotta be this in the disguise of not settling, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that can in return make a person so selfish where you don't see as to what are you giving this person. It's great to you know know have your standards, know what you want, know what you need in a partner. Um, but it's like, what are you bringing to the table? You know, mm -hmm. how can you support me? Because most guys, you know, they really won't settle down until they are stable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And and, that, and that's financial stability. That's you know mental everything. Once they have that, they know they're ready to be at least what I was um, brought up to be a man, quote unquote, you know, be able to provide things like that. So they already have that in the back of their mind and anything out of that norm would shift the guy to be kind of, you know, in his bag, so to speak, you know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So men already know this. Real men already know this, what they need to do to be a provider. So for a female to now come and have this list is like, okay, what what are you doing? And and we're we're no longer in the day of norms as to a female does this in a household and a man does this. I think a lot of things have blurred and it's just genuinely organically supporting one another, right? That's the time mm -hmm. we live in, which is cuz my mom is an alpha female also. That's <laughs> also alpha male he's he's a little bit more he learned to be more laid back because he married an alpha female but he's definitely an alpha male so it's like over time i've seen them grow to you know complement each other um mm -hmm. so we're no longer in that time um where you know a female just sits at home and take care of home um but also it's like what is this female bringing to this guy if she's demanding all of this all of this this laundry list what is she that he needs to do is like, are you even supporting him most helping him reach his goals, like being his backbone, which is most men, they're not going to say it to you, but they, they, they look for that in their support system and the person they're dating. They want to be able to open up to at least one person. They go out into this world and put on this, you know, this, we put on this armor or this face to be tough and to be strong. 
when you get home, you don't want to have to wear that same armor. You want to be right. You want to be able to take that off, and that's what I tell anybody. Me, me when I get home, Julie, you know me. When <laughs> when I get around my family, I am me. I am not looking yes. to put on a facade for nobody or what anybody feels like I should be or look like or whatever. I I am me. I do that enough from Monday to Friday. Um, when I get home and when I get around my family, I'm not looking to do the same. And if I got to do that around you as a partner, you're not the one for me. That's just, that's just. That is so important. I've seen that so much where people just cannot be themselves. They're literally putting on a show 24 hours a day, seven mm -hmm. days a week because their partner saw them in one space mm -hmm. and they cannot break themselves out of that mold to be seen as a different person. Yeah, And that, I, it's ruined the relationships. And it's just like, I wish more people would kind of realize that like you want to feel comfortable as yourself with that person because that's a 24, that's a, you know, it's a round the clock kind of thing. Um, I, I will say for myself, one of the biggest red flags that I've said I can't deal with is emotional unavailability. Like if you're un emotionally unavailable, it just cannot work at all but like jocelyn do you see that oftentimes with people that you work with like do you do they say oh well, he's you know he's got emotional issues and trying to work through it this that, and the other how does how do you work on that am i being too harsh <laughs> should i should i not make that as one of my red flags emotional unavailable well you know i yeah. no, I, I i agree with that i i i wouldn't want to be in a relationship with someone who's not able to express themselves emotionally um but you know where I where, where I grew up that wasn't a thing like men were supposed to be tough and so women were looking for some like I, I can't count how many women I've been around who said um I don't want a punk I don't want a man who cries I'm like uh you want trouble then that's what you want <laughs> because human beings have emotions and men are yes. human beings therefore that is a part of the whole deal so I pers I I agree with you on that. I don't think you're being too harsh. I just think um, it just goes back to the what are you willing to work with, and you know, really like realizing that no one is perfect, and um, we'll walk into a situation. I really feel like when we're starting off, when we're dating, we all bring our representative. So it's like the representative of Jocelyn <laughs> will allow Jocelyn to come out a little bit more as time goes on. But I'm really being my, you know, my most excited to be in this relationship self. And when I calm down enough to to be real, I can just be be my actual self. But that's, I think it, it takes a minute, and especially when you start off, like there's so much excitement um, that that you. I think you. It's easy to get caught up in that, and that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're both also willing to realize. Okay, this is there. It truly is a honeymoon phase, and this will move into another phase, which is just life. And that's. Mm. And are we ready for that? That's scary. <laughs> From that honeymoon phase to that life phase, and that's even before you go into the marriage phase yeah because that life phase is still in relationship you're still dating you're still getting to know them on a deeper level mm -hmm. but some people get married in the honeymoon phase and so they're figuring out life together you know so that's true if you don't take the time to get to that you know phase you you you, you got to figure it out on the spot as you're as you're going along 
Do you think that people should be in relationships for a certain amount of time before they get married? Ooh, I don't think I'm the one to ask. <laughs> well, this is why I say this. Okay, so my husband and I started dating in January. He proposed to me in March and we got married in July. However, we're we're for real grown. We're like in our 40s. So <laughs> I say it, it depends on, on I, so that's definitely fast, right? But we also, you know, we we knew each other for like 30 years. Like we met each other when we were teenagers. Um, and um, so that was a little different. So that, I mean, that it, for us, it happened that way. Um, I, I just think if you, I think if you know this is somebody that I want to be with, that you guys just take whatever time it is to really get to know each other in specific ways. Like, how does this person argue? How does this person make up? Let's talk about finances. Let's, you know, just going through every aspect that would be a part of your marriage. Um, whatever time that takes to work through that, um, to make sure that there are no deal breakers on either end. Uh, and some people can work through that quicker. Um, and some people need more time. Uh, yeah, and sometimes people figure out that, hey, this I love this person, but maybe they're not for me. So they're spending a long time because they're trying their best to try to make it work. So um, in some situations, it's really both people just being really honest about the health of this relationship. Like this, this really can work or let's cut our losses right now. I'll tell you this, speaking from uh -oh. when a guy finds what he wants and a female checks off all those boxes, he's going to lock it down quick. Well, there, and that is what happens. And, and, and I would say a guy that's ready, let me, let me rephrase that. A guy that's mm -hmm. ready, meaning that they have done their healing, they know who they mm -hmm. are, they know what they want, they're financially stable, they're, you know, all those things are there for them, career, everything. And he finds what he's want, he's not gonna waste no time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Females think they move quick, but a guy that's really all there and is ready, they're gonna lock it down because yeah, it's fun to, you know, party and all these other things, but a guy wants home. Mm -hmm. He wants to come mm -hmm. back and be home. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, so if if he's ready and he's he's ready for that kind of life and he's that kind of dude that wants that for himself, he's not gonna waste time. Mm -hmm. He's not gonna waste time with you. So um, I and but that's not to say that there's any proper time frame as to when. But I've I've heard of people going five, six, seven, eight, nine years of just dating and being a girlfriend and a boyfriend and. That's kind of weird to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It is. It's different it is. if you're like, it's different if you're in, if this is a person that you met when you were like 18 and then y'all went through the 20s phase together because mm -hmm. the 20s when both people are still trying it's to figure out. out. So that may take a little bit more time. But if you're 30 and up, it don't take that long to figure out <laughs> what. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it mm -hmm. is not. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But I think it's a, the, what you what you said is key, though, in that when he knows, but he's ready, he has to be OK with himself. He has to be complete himself before he's going to say, 
yes, let's do this. It can't just be, oh, he knows, he likes you. It was like, no, he gotta be, he gotta be full himself. Mm -hmm. And Jumi, I just want to say to you and other single women who get maybe get frustrated if you end up in relationships like what's this dude's ish? Like what's taking him so long? Or So I was in that right prior to, to my husband, I, um, a guy who was like, well, I think I need four years to figure this out. And yeah, that was the one who ended up cheating on me. So that's another story for the day. So, but then the one after him was the same way. It's like, I just need a lot of time. He was divorced and um, was really just scared to get back into a relationship. So he was, if I were uh, to allow it, willing to let it just go on indefinitely. And then fast forward to my husband coming back into my life when we were dating, he literally like our the date that we both realized, I think you're the one for me. He straight up sent an email to all his little friends and said, um, I found someone, so please don't contact me anymore. And, and then you, you hear the progression it happened really quickly. So it's like Toast was saying, like when a man knows, he, he knows. He knows, yeah. Ladies, 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 hear that when a man knows and he is ready and he has got his together, yes, he will lock it down. Mm -hmm. He will lock it down. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that is a perfect way to really end this conversation. And I'm so grateful for you, Tosin. He's so grateful for you, Jocelyn, for chatting with me today and just being so open and honest about this topic that we're always talking about. We're still trying to unpack. I mean, people have been dating in relationships forever. We're still trying to figure it out. And COVID hasn't made it any easier, but we're, we're figuring it out slowly but surely. And more of these conversations are gonna be so necessary to make sure that we continue to trust the process and realize that we will find our person in Tilson's word, finding our person. Um, thank you all for tuning in today's episode of Jump In With Jumi. I will be back next Thursday, same time. Well, today's Friday, but next week I'll be here on Thursday. <laughs> same time, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time on the blackfactor.org platform. So enjoy the rest of your Thursday, everybody, and I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.